Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler, and my guest today is Marlon Anderson, the man about town. So, Marlon, you know, you, you've got your finger on the pulse. Uh, first of all, share your impression of what you think is going to happen in 2021. Well, 2021 is going to be a rebuilding year, uh, basically from uh, across the nation and locally. You know, the damage from COVID has been massive, and it's going this 2021 is going to be a rebuilding year. But with the changes in Washington, and with the opportunity for change locally, I'm I'm looking very much forward to the new year. What kind of change do you think you'll see in Albany? Well, I hope that there's massive, massive political change. As I said, it's election year in 2021, and I don't think anyone in Albany City Hall should not be primary. Uh, basically, the last four years have been one for for turmoil, economic uh, disaster, you name it. And there has been zero leadership from City Hall on any issue of consequence to the citizens of the city of Albany. And I really think that everyone in that office should be primary, and I think we need a change in the mayor's seat. What do you think about building a Republican Party in the city of Albany? The Republican Party is dead. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's the Florida Republican Party. You know, if they had a viable party that put forth viable ideas, you know, the Republican Party as it stands right now, it deserves to be marginalized because they their ideas are stagnant. Their ideas are, are one-sided and, and biased. So that shouldn't be supported by any, any American. The Republican right, Party right now is an un-American party, and it deserves to be marginalized. So I have no sympathy for the Republicans. Now, they get uh, conservatives who come forward uh, with an agenda. See, I'm a Democrat, but I'm, um, how should I say, I'm um, 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 fiscally uh, liberal but socially conservative. And if you come forward with uh, conservative ideas that are palatable for everybody, then, you know, you'll have a valid platform. But the Republicans haven't had a valid platform for the public for years. And that's why their support, particularly in Albany, is is nil. What's one issue you're socially conservative on? Uh, I'm socially conservative on, 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 how should we say, uh, law and order, things of that nature. I I believe in in law and order. It, it, I'm very conservative on law and order. I don't, you know, I don't support things like defunding the police. You know, if 
something happens to somebody, you know, that I that I care about or family or something like that, I want the police to have all the means and ways to address the issue and uh, capture the criminal. So I'm very conservative about things like law and order. Okay. Um, that's very interesting. Oh, let's talk a little bit about the um, – the violence, uh, gun violence in the city of Albany. There hasn't okay. been much to curb it, right? What's your no, feeling? No, there's been no, there's been zero effort to curb it. Uh, it's one of the things that that's sticking in my craw as I consider going forward in 2021 with a possible candidacy. Uh, basically, over a year ago, when this violence was first threatening to explode. I came forward and pursued an agenda with the city of Albany and the common council to address the issue where it lies. The issue with the violence all stems from the un, how should we say the unrestricted and unaddressed loitering. That's a problem in urban areas in the city of Albany. And I gave them a plan to put forth a new enforced ordinance in the city of Albany that would address and target loitering in, in high in, in high violence areas, and they ran away from it like it had two heads. Instead of pursuing the issue where it lies, where, where the, with the people loitering out in front of the stores and things like that, because that's where most of the gun violence happened, they were more content to pursue litigation against a single store in the city of Albany. And I'm like, really? The store owners aren't the ones coming out shooting and killing people. It's the people who are outside loitering in front of the stores. They're the ones causing the problem. And they just basically ignored that. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. The city of Albany has had zero leadership on violence in the city of Albany. They are just doing the same old political situations to make it be presentable to the public through the media, to make it look like they're doing something about the issue. But yet the fact is apparent for everyone to see. New Year's hasn't got here yet, and we're approaching 150 shootings in the city of Albany, record levels. Mm-hmm. So that speaks for itself. Do you think this is all over the country, or do you think there's more violence in Albany? No, there's, you know, violence is all over the country. You know, violence is all over the country. But, you know, national violence still doesn't take away from the fact this is an anomaly for the city of Albany. And this is a reflection of the failure of leadership in the city of Albany to address the issue in a proper manner. The, 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 the solution in the city of Albany is things that have been proven, to, you know, that have been proven to have zero effect on the issue. The snug program, you know, it's just a political, it has become just a political solution. It has done zero to solve the problem. The gun buybacks, Reverend Charlie, again, or Pastor Charlie, excuse me, just a, a political solution. You name it, it's politically. To let all the talk that's been going on, you would think that there wasn't 150 shootings in the city of Albany. You're looking every day about all these things that are going on, but it's, again, it's not doing anything to address the issue to solve the problem. And that's what's the problem. There is no leadership on this issue. And basically, in my opinion, the blood of all these individuals that have been shot and killed in the city of Albany is on City Hall's hands because they have done nothing to address it. Why do you think people have not 
have not confronted the mayor about this issue. I mean, you know, this keeps going on and on. And uh, from what you're saying, the mayor has not addressed this issue. Would you say that it's the people's fault or the city government's well, fault? Yeah, well, I, I, basically the mayor has benefited from the COVID, from the COVID situation. It's, again, it's, it's amazing and appalling to me that the mayor thinks that she has a record to run on for a third term. I mean, when you have glaring deficiencies in your record, like the 150 shootings in the city of Albany, but when you're doing Zoom meetings and things like that among uh, people who are very sympathetic to your means and cause, you know, you're not getting the reality of the situation. If a city hall was open uh, to the public and public meetings would still be had where individuals would be able to bring uh, the issue to it, where it would be out front and center for the people to see, I can assure you it would be a, a very different dynamic on the issue and on the situation. But one of the things that has benefited the politicians currently in, pro, in power at the moment has been the state of, of public meetings and things like that, being on Zoom and everything like that. You you can't get the sense of how the people feel from a Zoom meeting because the people are not going to be involved in the Zoom meetings as opposed to the uh, open meetings. Because you can imagine if if City Hall was open with all these shootings. Get City Hall would be full to the brim with individuals led by myself, taking the city to task, taking the common council to task, and taking the mayor to task for their failure of leadership on this issue. Well, I've been to a number of common council meetings before COVID. There was only a handful of people there. You can't. You can't say that. Now, participation has gone down because of Zoom. Uh, there has always been low participation and people getting involved in city government, right? Oh, there's low participation and people getting involved in the in the in the, the daily mundacities of of government, the the mundane issues that the council and the mayor and them have pursued. But for major issues like. Uh, major gun violence and people dying on city streets. Uh, there is major participation in it. The people there are, are when I, for major issues like that. There is major participation, but for mundane issues, there is minor participation as well as should be. Uh, we don't need to flood the, the, the city hall for our symbolic uh, resolutions or or things of that nature because again, that serves zero purpose. But when there are, as as somebody who has done and participated, when there are major issues, the people in the city of Albany tend to step up, you know, and bring the issues where where it needs to be. I've seen that and witnessed that firsthand. Mm-hmm. So were you born and raised in Albany? Yes, I was. So you've, you, um, you've seen Albany change over the years. Um, you've been involved in politics, you know, for for a number of cycles. How many times? How many times have you run for elected office in the city? I know you ran. For well, mayor as I said, times, but... yes, I've only I've only ran for mayor. I've never sought 
uh, uh, elected office. I, you know, after, you know, I advocated in the city for years for on different issues. I've led on issues like education, uh, community violence, uh, community equity, racism, things of that nature. I've led on that as an advocated for that for quite a while in the city of Auburn. But I only ran for the office of mayor because that's the only office that can truly affect change in the city of Albany. And that's the only reason I ran because it was clear that change would not be affected without someone in the mayor's office to affect change. And that has been my primary focus is to, to be in a position to affect true change in the city of Albany. And the only person who can affect true change in the city of Albany is, is the mayor's office. Unfortunately, uh, we've had mayors who, who have not done their due diligence to affect positive change for the people in the city of Albany. And that is why Albany is in the state it's in. Uh, you know, we have a declining tax base. Albany hovers under 100,000 people at the moment in residence. Mm-hmm. Albany is, you know, basically we are we remain in a structural and fiscal deficit that we've been in for over a, de- a decade. You know, instead of taxes going down in the city of Albany, taxes are going up in the city of Albany. Mm-hmm. And that's just a when tip of the iceberg. When do you think all this started? When do you think that this this started the downward spiral? Well, basically, the downward spiral in the city of Albany became when the new Democratic machine took hold and when they decided to defer to the strategy. Uh, One of the things people don't understand, long ago, there was a meeting between uh, the cities that was held a very long time ago uh, down in the, in the then Albany Hilton. And there was a strategy created to basically uh, defer and co-opt the interests of Albany in favor of expanding the outer cities and counties like Schenectady, uh, Clifton Park, places of that nature. And that's, that's what uh, deferred. When they moved away, moved everything away from the city of Albany to the outside cities and outside counties, and turn Albany from, instead of Albany being the center, as it had always been, to now just being uh, basically a partner. That's what caused the problem. Albany used to be the center, you know, the capital, as it should have been. But again, we, we deferred, and you see it if you in you see it in the reflection of everything you go now. If you ride up to Northway, you'll see the continued development of the Northway, little tiny towns that have become bustling environments because we moved away from Albany as the center uh, to just mm-hmm. being you know a, a place as a means to an end, and that's one of the things that we we have to address. I think that's where the de- decline went. When it when we we became a partner, a willing partner in support of suburbanization. Okay, you said that there was a meeting to yes, it was kind a, of, yeah. Go ahead. Yes, as I said, it was a meeting. It was years ago. It was under the Jennings administration when it was coming okay. near the end of the Jennings administration, and they had a meeting between all the, the cities and kind of. I forget the name of the plan. I really need to get on online and Google up that plan, that information about that plan. But they made a plan to, uh, to basically defer and partner with the other cities and counties to to encourage their development. And in my opinion, that was a, a, a something that was came at the expense of the city of Albany's growth and development. And since then, it's just been a downward spiral. 
So do you know who participated in that in that meeting? Oh yes, there was so uh, there were so many people involved. Uh, 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 the people before it became capitalized Albany, they were involved from the mayor's office. Uh, uh-huh. The people from Proctors, they were involved as well as as well as individuals from Rensselaer County as well. It was a huge meeting. I wish I could re- I wish I could recall the information about it. I'm going to get on Google. I'm going to look locate that for you, and I will link it to you when I find the exact title of it. But it was a huge, okay. huge meeting. It was a huge meeting. So, you know, we are the state capital. And exactly. It seems, it seems as though Governor Cuomo has, has moved into the um, – uh, mansion. What do you think his views of the state of the city? Well, I, you know, I really, you know, Cuomo was more, you know, like, Cuomo lives here and he, Cuomo kind of likes Albany. He lives here and he likes Albany. You know, he went to school here and all that stuff. He spent right. the majority of his of his, of his adult life here, you know, being under his, his dad and everything. So he likes right. Albany in that respect. But I don't think he's really, you know, really interested in the daily means and doings of the city. You know, he was, but you know, his, he was buddies, you know, he was buddies with, with Jennings and things of that nature. But under Sheehan, I don't think he's really interested in the, in the daily means and daily doings of the city of Albany. As somebody who resides here, I'm sure he sees things that's going on and things of that nature. But again, one of the parts of the failure of leadership in the city is he hasn't been engaged about it. You know, he's got involved in certain parts about the violence, but I mean, he should... As you know, this being the capital city, he should have been more directly engaged things going on in the city by quote unquote leadership, and he hasn't been. And that's again, that's one of the failures of of city hall. I think that we need somebody in there who's going to directly engage as this being the capital, who's going to directly engage and get uh, the governor more directly involved in what's going on in the city where uh, the governor's mansion resides. We we live in the capital of New York State, and when people talk, think about New York, they think about New York City, and it's one of the, the go-to places like London and Paris, New York City. But then you come up here, and there's no, uh, this area offers nothing to tourists. What would you like to see change? Well, one of the things I ran about when my first mayoral campaign had to do with that very thought. Albany as a as a capital is embarrassingly shameful in its presentation to the public. I mean, if you know, if you ride in and out of Albany as the thousands of state workers do, there's nothing to keep anybody here in, in on Albany. There's a recent commercial that was made by Crossgates Mall, and it says it. Uh, it's basically in there that. They have the restaurants and things and entertainment venues in Crossgates Mall that you can't find for miles around. And it's a fact. If you go into the city of Albany, and this is something that I ran on and it's a problem that still remains, you can't find one major venue. You can't find an olive garden in the city of Albany. You can't find any type of major restaurant in the city of Albany anywhere. You have the local, you know, you have the local restaurants. 
but that's that's it. We've deferred to the local restaurants at the expense of the city as a whole. And that's it. You know, in order for you to create a valid place for people who want to to to, to come in, spend dollars, and be at, you have to have places for them to go. But if you got uh, this this mom and pop store, things like that, it's a quaint little thing that somebody might do once in a great while. But you know, got you know, nobody's gonna come in day in and day out. And that's one of the things that Albany misses. Misses the things that create the traffic that Albany needs to have in order to enrich itself. We need major, we need major deals to create major development in the city of Albany, bringing major players. And basically, Albany tries to prevent that because they don't want the competition for these little restaurants and things of this nature. I mean, look at the, look at the. The warehouse district, all oh, that's out there. You don't think we could put a, a – there, there shouldn't be a major restaurant out there among those places, like an Olive Garden or something like that out there in the, in the, in the, restor, in the warehouse area? Why is it that no major developers want to develop in these areas? It's because Albany is discouraging that and not actively going out to seek that place. Same thing on places like Henry Johnson Boulevard. You got empty lots after empty lots after empty lots. But no major developer wants to come in and bring that. You're not shopping that out to developers. Same thing on Central Avenue. You look on Central Avenue, you go up and down Central Avenue, it's a horror. It's a horror. Nobody drives through Central Avenue, sees anything, oh, I'm going to stop here and go here. I'm going to stop here and go there. They drive through Central Avenue as fast as they can to get out of Albany because we don't have anything that anybody wants to come here for. Mm. That that's a pretty sad indictment. You know, I've seen pictures. Uh, I, I'm I'm originally from New York City, and mm-hmm. when I see pictures of Pearl Street the way it used mm-hmm. to be, and then I uh, go up and down Pearl Street now, what happened mm-hmm. to all of this? This is it's like a and ghost I, town on yeah, Pearl Street. It, and again, that's uh, that's all part of that deferration def- def- to suburbanism. You, if you go go to Saratoga, go to go to Broadway in Saratoga, any day, uh, winter, summer, spring, or fall, you see a bustling and thriving. You know because they got it right up there. They took air, uh, they took all the values and all the business sense that we had in Albany and took it up there, and that's why Saratoga is thriving. Us down here, you know, instead of us trying to do, you know, trying to create and cultivate real business that's going to bring real business traffic to our city, we're doing nothing. We got a disjointed development. We got a disjointed development strategy that is catering to uh, individuals. I mean, you got individuals who own three, four, and five restaurants in this city. Three and four and five restaurants. And it's not, it's doing zero for the development of the city of Zero. They're getting rich. They're you know they're getting rich. They're doing they're doing fine. But the city is doing lousy. And we need to look at that. You know how is this how is this development strategy in the city of Albany where we're giving individuals the opportunity to own four and five restaurants helping our city? It's not. It's not helping us in employment. It's not helping our tax base. It's not helping us. Period. You know, we're coming up upon uh, city elections in 2021, and people complain, but yet 
there's no constructive dialogue to make it better. There's no people stepping up to the plate to say, oh, I'm going to run for city council or I'm going to, you know, run for, for mayor or, you know, the other state citywide elect, uh, offices. Why do you think that is? You, you were born and raised in Albany. I think I think too many people are complacent here. What do you think? Well, I think that people there are people who are willing to stand up and get out there and and run. I mean, every year we have candidates. It's just that people are into it more for a personal basis than it is for the representation of the city of Auburn as it's supposed to be as a whole. Again, you get people who run for office, but then they get in, in, into office, and rather than push the agenda for the city as a whole, they're not doing it. We need people who are going to get in and, and lead and push this city where it needs to be. Again, the city, again, when Mayor Sheehan got in office eight years ago, she came in with her her claim to fame that what she pushed her in the offices that she was going to solve the economic problems for the city of Auburn and pull us out of financial deficit. But she got into office and what did she do? Get comfortable in the position. And now she's so comfortable that she feels she can run for another term. And that's just what the problem is. People get in Albany and it's so easy and so comfortable, easy money that they're comfortable with it. So they just get in. And, and as you said, with the complacency of the residents of the city of Albany, you know, then that just couples with them that, hey, why should I go anywhere? You know, nobody's going to do anything about it. Nobody's going to say anything about it. And that's what, and, and as I said, the complacency that you have brought up is a valid issue. But people run, it's just that when they get in, they lose all sight of the original goals with, that they had when they get in. We need individuals who are going to get in there and who are going to have an aggressive pro Albany agenda that's going to push Albany out of the hole that the politicians and the political machine have dragged Albany down into. You know, I think that there's a handful of people in the city of Albany that run time after time. It's like musical chairs. They run from one office one year, they run for another office another year. Do you think the majority of people who run for office are doing it for the benefit of the city or the benefit of themselves? We have like um, without, a doubt, without, without a doubt, 100%, they're doing it for the benefit of themselves. They don't even have any city agendas. People are running, as you said, you've got individuals who have run for every office under the sun. And that's not just an army. You got people running for every office under the sun. I mean, does that cheapen your brand or does that increase your brand? If you ran for every office in the city, what is that telling you? You're only serving your own interests. And that's what people have to understand. We got to get away from people who are serving their own personal interests as opposed to serving the public interests. And until we get mm-hmm. individuals in there who who serving the public interests, who are going to be fighting for the public interest 24-7, not just showing up at election time and like, oh, oh, here I am, here I am, you know, vote for me for whatever office I'm running for, and then they disappear uh-huh. for four years. Because we can't afford that in the city of Albany right now. We really can't. I mean, we've, we're we approaching almost 200 people have been shot. How many people have been killed? We have a, We have a structural budget deficit that has been in place for over a decade. 
I mean, we got schools that are still having issues. We got a major racism problem in our city, but nobody's doing anything about it. And we can't afford, you know, if we're going to continue to exist as a city, because to be quite frank, we're approaching township because our, our basically our, our, our citizen base is declining. We're approaching the state of a town. We're no longer a city. We have under 100,000 people living in this city. So we're approaching right. township status, and we um, need to address these type of issues. I mean, we have uh, basically, uh, people are forgetting. Remember when uh, the the landfill was supposed to be closed eight years ago? The landfill is still going strong. What happened to the plan for the landfill? They don't have a plan for that. Yeah. Well, just a, there's so many issues that need to be addressed, and we need somebody who's really, yes. Our time is up. I, I enjoyed our conversation. Will you come back right, and focus on Whenever you Will want, you whenever you want, okay. whenever you want. Okay. You are very, very great for and I'm proud to be a part of it. Thank you so much. So you've been listening to Marlon Anderson, who is a fixture in the city of Albany. This is Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler, if you like the show. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you, Marlon. You are very welcome. Thank you, and Happy New Year. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.